welcome. You are listening to the Chi Podcast, the place dedicated to educating and supporting parents and professionals, hosted by Dr. Sandy Munoz, CEO of the Children's Healing Institute. There is nothing more precious to a parent than a child, and nothing more important to our future than the safety of all our children. President Bill Clinton. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Chi Podcast. The Center for Disease Controls reports that on average there are about 3,500 sleep-related deaths among U.S. babies each year, including sudden infant death syndrome, accidental suffocations, and deaths from unknown causes. Today, I am speaking to Kathy Wall, Safe Kids Program Director at Community Partners of South Florida, and she will be sharing information on how keeping babies safe when they sleep. Hi, Kathy. Welcome to the Chi Podcast. We are so happy that you are able to join us today. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what Safe Kids is? Absolutely. Well, thank you for having us on today. So my name is Kathy Wall, and I'm with Safe Kids Palm Beach County. And we are a part of a larger organization called Safe Kids Worldwide. And uh, literally in the United States, we have about 400 coalitions. So Palm Beach County is one of those. And we focus on anything that has to do with child injury prevention. So we talk about safety at home, which is what we'll be talking about today, safe sleep. But we also talk with families and parents and caregivers about uh, fires and burns and poisons and medicines and cleaning supplies that are around the home that could provide some dangers. We also do a lot with safety at play. So that would be our water safety program. And then we have a large bicycle and helmet um, fitting program that we do with families. And then uh, probably our largest program area is our safety on the way, where we talk with families and kids about the importance of pedestrian safety and bike safety and rail safety, and also our child passenger safety program, which helps get families in affordable car seats so their kids can ride safe in vehicles. Wow, so much amazing information that all of you guys um, are, you know, able to offer the public. So today I kind of want to focus on safe sleep and why, why safe sleep? Well, you know what, it's a, it's a tough topic to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. and as, as we go through some of the areas, you'll see there's a lot of generational debate and cultural debate about this, but Safe sleep is so important. Um, we hear a lot about SIDS, a sudden infant death syndrome, and mm-hmm. that's typically the death of a child under one years of age. And when they look at these uh, sudden and unexpected deaths, uh, we see a lot of them have to do with suffocation or entrapment or ingestion. And we know for a fact that um Increasing safe sleep and educating uh, new parents about, you know, the best way to put their babies to sleep, where to put their babies to sleep. We know we can decrease our SIDS rates uh, and other dangers from choking and suffocation. I have to agree. There's so much that goes into um, the whole safe sleep issue and the cultural and and generational stuff, um, you know, I, even with my mom taking care of my baby at the time, she would put the baby on the pillow because she thought the mattress was not soft enough. <laughs> and exactly. I would be like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> so, but, so talk to me about placing babies to sleep and nap time. 
So, you know, it's funny, you know, I think probably the, the toughest is the generational divide uh, because, you know, grandparents, well, that's not how we did it with you and you turned out fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it, yep. it's tough. I mean, just gosh, the whole sock shoe, you know, uh, debacle. So, you know, parents have to just get the facts and know what's the safest for their babies and be able to defend that with, you know, grandparents and aunts and uncles and friends. But safe sleep is just so important, and the most important thing is to remember back to sleep. So different generations, you know, think that going to sleep on their stomachs is is fine, or gosh, when my kids were, you know, young 20, 25 years ago, it was the wedge that you'd put behind them on their back so they'd sleep on their sides. Well, we know now emphatically that placing the babies to sleep on their back every time, whether it's a little nap in the afternoon or overnight, um, on their back is the best. It keeps their airway open. They don't won't breathe in carbon monoxide, uh, and their airway is clear, and there's less likely, you know, reasons for suffocation. So just remember back to sleep. Putting And if you start this from day one, the day they get home from the hospital, um, then they won't be used to anything else. So it won't be like having to switch from one position to another. So always on their backs. Always on their backs. So important. What what does a safe sleep environment look like? What does this, what does that mean as far as, you know, the space and the, the bedroom? And this is a tough one because this doesn't match all the pictures you see in magazines and, you know, uh, shows you see on TV. Honestly, the best environment for for babies is what we call a single sleep space, so a place where they only sleep. They don't co-sleep with another sibling or a pet or certainly not another parent. Uh, it's space only for that infant. So you might think of a crib or a pack-and-play, or a bassinet, something like that, where the baby is by themselves. Um, the other thing is, and you just mentioned it, you know, a firm mattress. You don't need to get the egg crates, and you don't need to get the, you know, the Tempur-Pedic pads. In fact, all of those are actually dangerous. They need mm-hmm. a firm surface where their face or their mouth, if it was to get against it, there would still be room, and it wouldn't fluff up over their airway. Um, and that it goes the same with bumper pads, toys, comforters, blankets, pillows. Um, there's so much of this out on the market. You know, if you're if you're having a baby shower and you get a theme, um, all of those are great um, accessories, but they should not be inside the crib or the pack and play with the baby. So the baby literally is laying in their crib or their their bassinet or pack and play. Uh, by themselves with mm-hmm. no other toys or pillows in there. That's really important. Yeah, you see, like you just mentioned, you know, when you have your baby shower and you have that perfect quilt or whatever bedding you want to pick out for the crib and you want it to look like the magazine and, and those things can be hazardous. Um, so my mom, grandma would say, well, what about in the winter? The baby's going to be cold. So talk to me about clothing. So for for clothing, you know, we talk about sleep clothing, and 
there's we we call them almost like wearable blankets or onesies. So a lot of people may be familiar with a onesie. So it could be the one piece that zips up that has long sleeves and legs, or it mm-hmm. could be more of like a sack that's a blanket. You know, that would be like the blanket over their torso and their legs, and they're just their little arms are out. Um, but putting them in that type of a onesie that also would cover for a blanket, you know, is is the safest. Um, what happens when you put a blanket or a comforter or even a sheet uh, on a baby, as they move around, that blanket can come up over their head. And that's where we get worried about suffocation Um you know, they start moving their little arms and legs and kicking. So it could be one week where you think, no, they're not they're not moving, but by next week they will be. So just mm-hmm. dress your babies in something, you know, warm or whatever fits your house environment. And um, don't layer up. Don't put blankets or comforters on them. Sometimes I think as, you know, probably especially for new parents, and it's probably something that they would address with their pediatrician, but... I think that parents obviously just assume that the baby's colder than probably what the baby is, um, which is probably why they always want to cover them up or, you know, put a blanket on them because they're just assuming, well, if I'm cold, the baby must be cold too. Um, right. So, and you know, their body temperature can be completely different. So, um, you know, definitely not covering them with a bunch of stuff at all. Just, you know, like you mentioned, utilizing the safe sleep clothing. So this is a difficult one, the co-sleeping. Um, so let's talk about that one. Yeah, and again, this is our, our cultural and our generational kind of debate. Um, uh, a lot of people think that, you know, if I sleep with my baby, we have better bonding, it's good, you know, time together, and just the answer is no, no, and no. But if you roll over or if an arm or a leg or, you know, would cover their their face or their mouth, um, then they can suffocate. And also, you know, how we talked about babies in in their own sleep space or firm mattress. Um, mattresses on beds may be a little bit softer, um, and certainly with all the pillows and the comforter and the bedding around, it, it's just, you know, not safe. Um, have the crib or the bassinet in your room. Uh, so you can sleep with them in the room, but not in the same space, not in the bed with you. And, you know, this is a tough one because, mm-hmm. you know, parents want to bond with their children, which is wonderful, and we definitely want that, but just not in the sleeping environment. So true. And mm-hmm. I like how you pointed out, especially with the moms that are, are breastfeeding, because, you know, they're sleep-deprived as it is. Um, and then, yeah, you, you <laughs> fall asleep with the baby and it's it, it can be just very dangerous um yeah. so i did i will mention um did have a situation where i was on a case review and the mom was actually trying to do the right thing with you know not putting the baby in the bed with her but what she did is she had the car seat on the bed and put the baby in the car seat on the bed and then right. she fell asleep and she thought the baby was safe in the car seat and was next to her and it, you know, turned out to be um, a bad situation. So, you know, it's just so difficult. It is. It is. Yeah. No, propping, propping the babies up in car seats or any other little seating kind of contraptions 
can be dangerous. They can tip over, uh, especially the mm-hmm. bed is a soft place. And we definitely talk with parents about, you know, propping that car seat up on stools or kitchen counters. Um, you know, again, they start getting wiggly, and they can certainly rock that over, and that could be a fall from from counter height that, that might not have a good outcome. So Definitely. And also, you know, I think it's important also to just kind of mention that, you know, this is, this is also a family conversation. So when your children go to stay with grandma or grandpa or with a babysitter, be sure that they understand your expectations um, of no co-sleeping. And even with older siblings in the house, um, I remember, you know, a case where an older sibling, um, you know, I want to say he was like 11 or 12, but the baby was crying. So he took the baby out of the crib and put him in bed with him. Um, and it did not have a good outcome. And here, you know, all this kid was doing was trying to help this baby, and everybody wants the best for their children. Um, but we just know that that can be so dangerous. Wow, so sad. But, um, yeah, definitely it's a family conversation. What um, is important to know about cribs? So with cribs, it's really important, you know, especially now in today's economy that, you know, they're not, they're not inexpensive, but you would want to be sure that if you're getting a hand-me-down crib, um, that you know the condition, you know the family that had it. Um, it's always difficult when cribs are taken apart. There's a lot of pieces and parts to cribs. Um, the mattress, uh, usually goes to different levels. There's springs, the the front part of the crib, the wall will go up and down. So there's lots of moving pieces with cribs. So if you are getting getting or uh, using a previously owned a crib, we recommend you go to that manufacturer's website and look up that model and mm-hmm. look up the assembly directions. Um, and then that way as you're assembling the crib, if you see you're missing some parts, uh, you would not want to use that crib. Um, if you're getting a new crib or bassinet, you would want to be sure to follow the manufacturer's instructions um, and put it together, you know, exactly how they recommend. And then with new products, there's a registration card. And we always recommend, whether it's for toys or a car seat or a crib or any appliances for your house, but Send that, fill that card out and send it back in. And that's the way that the manufacturer can get in touch with you if there's a recall or there's important information they need to get out. So that would be big with the cribs is, um, you know, being sure that you're putting them together correctly. Um, again, we would want to be sure that, you know, there's no missing parts or, you know, pieces that would keep the integrity of the cribs together. Definitely, and so important, like you mentioned, because it's something that I never thought of is sending the the crib registration in. You know, you kind of just get the crib and you put it together and you think you're done, but definitely if there's a recall, you know, you would definitely want to know. So it's definitely um, important to do for families. There is so much information that Safe Kids offers, and if people want to know more about Safe Kids, where can they learn? Where, where do they go? Oh, that's great. Well, thank you. So definitely follow us on our Facebook page. Uh, we have a Facebook and Instagram, Safe Kids uh, Palm Beach County. 
Uh, we push out lots of information. So monthly we have different campaigns that we cover. Uh, this month, for instance, we're doing kitchen and um, safety and cooking safety with kids. So getting ready for the holidays and uh, all the cooking that will be going on. Um, mm-hmm. But we we do these in Spanish, English, and Creole. Um, and so we provide lots of information every month. There's a different campaign. Next month we'll be doing holiday safety decoration tips. Um, and we also do uh, what we call Ask an Expert. And this month we'll be having uh, Delray Medical and St. Mary's uh, Palm Beach Children's Hospital and the Healthcare District. And we'll be talking about some of the injury trends that we're seeing in Palm Beach County um, for National Injury Prevention Day, which is November 18th. I will be putting this information um, in the show notes so people can access them easily. Thank you, Kathy, so much for joining us today and sharing these tips with us. We appreciate your time, and certainly we will be including all this information uh, so it's easily accessible. Well, we appreciate you, and thanks so much for getting this important topic out there for us. That's all for now, my friends. Thank you to Kathy Wall, Safe Kids Program Director, for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Safe Kids, please visit their link in the show notes. Also, please don't hesitate to like and share our podcast. Until next time, wishing all of you lots of joy and happiness. Thank you so much for listening to our message today. If you're interested in our organization, please visit our website at www.childrenshealinginstitute.org. And don't forget to follow us on our other platforms by searching the Children's Healing Institute in the search bar. See you next week.